Welcome guys to the Trying Podcast. My name is Nanini and on this podcast I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. So I started painting back in 2015. Yes, 2015. I started with some acrylic paints. The mm, the most basic paints that I have actually I'm still using <laughs> basic paints. Anyway, okay, so um I used I bought some paints from the supermarket and I decided to try and paint these paint like this amazing artist I was seeing online. And so I started. I I found some images on Pinterest and I started painting. So the paintings that I have done, most of the paintings that I've done have been referenced. I have used reference images for either a form or a shape or a pattern or the actual image. And sometimes that's all I do. I paint the reference image as it is or I use parts of the image for inspiration or I pick I pick a piece of the image and I add it to my own painting. So my painting process has changed depending on which paints I'm using or even maybe the place where I am. If I've changed locations or as I'm in a different space, sometimes I feel like <laughs> I do I do things differently. Okay. I'm just realizing that right now when I change spaces sometimes I I somehow work differently I don't know maybe I think like um I I, I honestly don't have I, I haven't really thought of that so anyway but that's something I've realized I do I change my painting either style or my process in a difference when I'm when I've changed spaces I was I was aware of the locations but I didn't really I didn't really <laughs> pick on the spaces. Anyway. So yeah, my painting process is mostly is mostly um very basic. I bring out my brushes and my paints and then I put them on the a set where I'll be painting. If I'm painting on the floor, I make sure I arrange them. If I'm painting on a desk, I make sure I arrange them. If I'm outside somewhere, I make sure they're somewhere where I can reach them. And then I I carry my sketchbook. I, I If I'm painting in my sketchbook, I use that. I make sure I have that. And if I'm painting on either watercolor paper or any type of paper that will work on acrylic or paints or oil paints, I, I make sure I have that. So my brushes, my paints, the material I'll be painting on, and then... If I am using reference images, I make sure I have that as well. And then I start sketching out the lines in the paper. I also make sure I have music on. Um, not out loud. I don't listen to music. I don't play music out loud. I make sure I have it. I have on my headphones or earphones. I don't know. I feel, I feel like it takes me to this other space. Not like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, 
I feel like I'm in my own corner of the world. If the music is something I enjoy, of course. I don't just speak any music. So that, that. Or sometimes I listen to podcasts. And when I'm listening to the podcast, I'm not, I'm not really listening to the podcast. <laughs> I might understand what they're saying. But so it too, the podcast to me is just having sounds in the background while I'm painting. And for the podcast, I can, I can listen to it out loud. But somehow with the music, I can't. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. So yeah, I make sure I have around me the things that I'll need. Because I know I will not get out of that place, that position, that, that, that corner for a long time. So when I start painting, I start, when I start putting on the paints on the paper or the canvas... Before I actually start painting, it takes quite a while because that blank, that blank white paper, I don't know, it does something to me. <laughs> it's like, it's like it's one, I'm sure there are fears. Oh, okay, here we go. So the fears are like the fear of of ruining the paper one the fear of ruining the page you know because i i don't i'm not i'm not the type that just goes into a painting with the idea of like ah whatever happens happens <laughs> because i don't like ruining paintings and i don't like wasting paper if i'm sketching and it doesn't turn out how i want it that's fine because i actually tried while I, while i was sketching but when I'm, when I'm sitting down to paint and I just rush into it, most of the times I don't, I don't create the best painting. And I somehow feel like it's a waste, but saying it out loud right now, I realize that I think that's a bit of my perfectionism coming out. <laughs> but anyway, the blank canvas or the blank page is quite frightening sometimes but to get to get past that to be honest because I have I literally have to consciously tell myself you need to get past this initial step of this blank page so I just take my paints and pick a color if the color is is um, part of the color palette of either the reference image or the painting that I want to paint so I pick just one color and then I just <laughs> just paint on the white canvas or the white paper to be honest that feeling is very satisfying to just put something on the paper and even if it's a single line if I'm using the even though I've already sketched here's the thing I've already sketched on the paper so it's not necessarily blank for me when I say a blank canvas I don't really mean a plain canvas to me, the black, the blank canvas is after the sketch, <laughs> which also, uh, when I say this out loud, it doesn't make sense because I've already, like, I've already scratched the surface, so to say. But to me, I can erase the pencil. You know, if I'm, I've, if I have sketched, I've, I always sketch with pencil anyway. I don't sketch with pens, so it's not an if. When I sketch with pencil, I have 
the choice to to like take back my choices to erase so with the black the blank canvas to me is the canvas already with the sketch so once i put that first stroke of paint i'm in and i tend not to not like, like i usually don't notice when time passes because the next time like i consciously i am not saying i'm saying consciously a lot of times but when i say consciously look at the paper i mean like while i'm painting of course i'm focusing on the paint let's say i'm painting a flower and i start with the green i start the first paint that i put on the canvas or the paper is the green color so while i'm painting the the let's say the what are these parts of the flower wow let's say i'm painting the stem of the flower let's say it's a rose flower yes of course i'm focusing on the lines i'm focusing on the the mixing the colors and how i'm painting i know i'm focusing on that i'm conscious while i'm doing that but at the same time since i'm in this zone with the music and my head is somehow just focused on that place i can i tend to i tend to 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 step back while i'm let's say like three quarters of a painting in that part where i call the ugly stage that's when like i consciously quote unquote consciously now look at the painting like what have i done so far have i messed things up i don't know if that makes sense but that's my truth anyway so that's what i do now to to <laughs> talking about the ugly stage of the painting my god ah this part is like i dread when i get to this part because the painting doesn't look like anything to me i'm sure to my sister if they look at the painting and they they're like yeah it's like it's coming along fine it's fine mm. but to me the painting is just ugh you know and it's it's not that i don't like my work i don't i'm not the type to to bash myself or to put myself down to be honest i'm not i'm a little bit selfish like that i i care about myself sometimes most of the time but when it comes to the painting maybe it's this expectation that i have that my painting should in every step of the like every step of the painting it should look like it's supposed to look mm. wow these are all expectations i'm placing on myself but to be honest if i don't realize the stages that i go through while i'm painting then i'll be ignorant of my process and it's important to know when i black out <laughs> while painting and important to know you know why i'm feeling how i'm feeling if i look at my painting and i f- and i feel like it's like ugly i need to understand why and i've come to understand that it's at that specific point of a painting to me when it's not recognizable the colors are not exactly what i where like where i want them to be then they don't look the painting doesn't look like a finished piece let me just say that of course when i start it didn't look like a finished piece 
but at this ugly stage where i already have forms in if it's a pattern it's halfway done if it's the face the eye i have i've drawn like let's say the eyelid but then the the pupil is halfway done the ear is one color it looks ugly so sometimes this discourages me to continue and before like in the beginning 2015 2016 to be honest there are paintings that i even look back right now when i find them because sometimes i used to tear the paper and throw it away which i stopped doing that it's it's not the best it's not a, it's it's not the best way to go about things but i used to to dread that part so much that i just left i just left i stopped painting i left the painting and i didn't go back to it again because to me i felt like i had failed myself as an artist even though it was i knew um, i was a beginner i knew i knew that but of course when you're doing something that you love so much because i was so much interested in painting i want like i loved looking and watching hours of artists painting their work their process and to me they never had an ugly stage i'm sure of course people edit those parts out but there are people online that just show the full process and to them to me to me there is no ugly stage in their work but i somehow find that stage in my work oh it's sad but that's my process so to get past this ugly stage i get up literally every single time i get up and i always remember um ilikwani it was which movie was this big it was it had six uh, big max six big 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 max six i don't know the white poofy sorry the white poofy guy the the robot max big max six oh, i'm going to help myself forgetting this but there's this point the the little boy has a brother an elder brother and the brother the boy was really stuck what was he trying to do was he trying to fix something i don't know but then the brother came in and i've advised him to see things to look at the situation in a different perspective like he lifted him up by his legs and then like the boy was upside down <laughs> so anyway i that part has really stuck with me since watching that movie big max six big, i don't know max Hmm. Okay. The point is I just get up and try to see this at another perspective. Like I look, I try to look at it at another angle, you know, from maybe from the standing position I'll see things differently because when I'm sitting down and I'm just my like my face is with inches from the paper because sometimes I really paint so close to the painting. Maybe the the different perspective would help. That's what I think sometimes. So I get up, and it does. To be honest, it does help. I just when or I, or sometimes I get I get I get out of the room or the space, and I go. I do something. Maybe wash a dish or two. Then I come back or eat a banana or whatever, and then I come back and you know I have to compose myself and tell myself to continue. This is just the ugly stage. And you've seen your paintings, most the, like the paintings that you that you have loved the outcome, 
how they've turned out, you're, they've always had an ugly... Like, this is a, a pep talk I tell myself. Those paintings have also gone through this ugly stage and they have turned out great. So this painting will also turn out great. You know, and that's what I tell myself to get past the ugly stage. It's such a long process, to be honest, for me. It takes hours. But I, I don't hate it. It may take me a whole day to paint a single painting if I if I if I'm just sitting and painting because sometimes I it, it takes more than it takes a couple of days if it's if it's an on and off if it's an on and off thing but I avoid taking days on a painting because I'm the type that loses interest very fast when it comes to a specific painting one if i prolong this ugly stage of the painting i fear not not finishing i i fear that i'll not finish that painting so anyway i get past the ugly stage of the painting and then i finish the artwork <laughs> so whether a painting takes me two hours or five hours or eight hours I remember in the, there's a podcast I said that the average time I took painting was two hours. And then after listening to that post podcast after I published it, I was like, June, you said two hours. Two hours? <laughs> Which painting has taken you two hours? So it rarely takes me two hours. Let's say I'm just painting. Maybe a sketch. Fine. A sketch will take me two hours. Might take me two hours. Minimum. A portrait, maybe a sketch. But no, there are basics. Let me just, there are basic sketches that will take me minutes. That's, I think that's clear. But then if it's like a detailed sketch, maybe maximum, minimum two hours, depending on the size. So yeah, for painting, minimum five hours. If, if it's a, if it's a small painting, because sometimes I don't know, maybe it's the gouache paintings I use. If I'm painting with gouache paints, Gouache are like, um, uh, like a mix of acrylic and watercolor. Like their consistency is kind of watercolorish, kind of acrylicish. <laughs> anyway, so I bought some water, some gouache paints, and maybe it's my type. Maybe it's the brand that I'm using, but they are they dry out so fast. I think maybe i saw it somewhere also online from another artist but the gouache paints dry out so they dry so fast so you have to literally make sure you finish that painting on one sitting wow let me divert so anyway my point is this i make sure i finish the artwork okay now the if the painting is done then that's the process of the painting from the that's the creation process now where it goes from there, if I just store it, if it's an oil painting and it needs to dry, I make sure I hang it at a place where, or I store it in at a place where it won't, it won't like, um, get dust. It like, I make sure it's somewhere where it's that where it's protected from dust, but where the, um, there's good ventilation for it to to dry and also so that I don't breathe the, the fumes of the painting because they are toxic. So for painting, well, if for, 
I think I've that's wrong. There are oil paints that are not toxic. But when you're using the mediums to um like the oils to to mix with the paintings, then some of those those um those things, those mediums, some of them are toxic and flammable. Okay, I've diverted. <laughs> So for a painting, if a painting is sold to say a museum or maybe an art collector or just anyone, it's going to be hanged most in most cases or just placed on a in a space. But if as an artist it's my job to to inform the client or the the person buying, yeah, whoever. So it's it's my job to inform the person who will be having the painting on the best ways to take care of the painting you know for example if it's an oil painting it should not be placed somewhere where there is direct sunlight because the paints will start yellowing that's what happens and it starts looking old and vintage-ish and stuff like that or the if the paint is not yet fully dry then the paint the the painting will start cracking this is the same if the client is say an art collector or a museum who wants to hang the painting so at this point there are processes in paintings like let's say like these these um how did say forever paintings <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, like the Renaissance paintings, the, the Kitambo, where the, uh, like the artist is dead. So the restoration process is done by, say, people at the museum or whatever. The art restorers, if there's a word like that. So when they try to restore paintings, they're trying to reverse, you know, they're trying to, um, to restore the painting back to its original its original state which is not a hundred percent um possible but that they try so you find that such old paintings have been painted uh, painted them they have been painted on they have been painted on by other people who have tried restoring the the painting Let's say if 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 wow, just pause breathe. If the painting is old, yeah, that means it has to, it started cracking a long time ago. Started maybe yellowing because most of the paintings the the paints that they used were oil paints. They weren't they were they most of them not even most of them. I don't, I don't think acrylics really were being used at that time. But that's just me. But most of the paintings were that were done in the Renaissance age were oil paints by the by the artist of the time. So when they try to restore the painting or even other artworks, art pieces like sculptures, some 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 of them they paint over them, and others they they like 
chisel them like they try to to remove um the old paintings some by sometimes by bleaching them let's say if like the ones which are the marble sculptures oh my gosh they've ruined those things man wow diverting again now let's go back what was i saying <laughs> what was i saying restoration of a painting okay so all paints are reversible all restoration paints are reversible that's okay if you ask me i think i read that somewhere that all restoration paints that are done by those people who try to restore the to restore the paintings they are reversible without damaging the oil paints but to be honest that's not 100% true because sometimes these people are not the people some people who are given the job they are not either well equipped because uh, some methods that they used were just so wrong and also mm, this is something i learned actually i was watching uh, a youtube video but they were saying because at the time like centuries after like the the what is this the dash of beauty like how women were considered beautiful changed what is that the standard the standard of beauty for women was changing like it does right and so it came a time where like the western civilization influenced the standard of beauty and then the paintings started being is it whitewashed that's the term right they started being whitewashed so like the old paintings from the italian nini uh, italians are white right <laughs> yeah but some were being painted with like a tan skin tan skin so you'd find that the people who are restoring these paintings would whitewash the paintings so in as much as yes they're restoring the actual like the form like you know it's like an outline like it's a woman seated on like this looking like this this woman was so and so from this place yeah whatever whatever yes they're painting her but they'll end up whitewashing the painting so it's not really her but it's her because also sometimes then that changes the feature the features that changes the features of the face it's sad it's really sad but also not to blame also those who are restoring the paints also at the times that maybe the people commissioning these paints long long time ago if let's say this rich woman commissioning these paints right to be painted a portrait of and they wanted to look different <laughs> i don't think this may, this is not really part of the conversation but I, i've just remembered like if they wanted to look different like of course like nowadays we have filters <laughs> so at that time they had instead of pictures they had paintings so for them to have a painting of themselves they would ask the the, the artist to to like give them maybe lighter skin or maybe a thicker body because there was a time like the standard of beauty was like like women who are like thickums <laughs> were thick and sometimes and that also changed to um people commissioning work that where they were 
they were asking the artist to like slim them the facial features or like give them a longer nose or like big eyes or i don't know it's just human beings man anyway so when i was thinking about this topic the life of a painting to be honest at first i didn't it I, nothing came to mind i just thought about the life process of a painting because hmm, it's hard to explain i think i talked about how i get my 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 topics my ideas sometimes if it's something i'm not going to talk about that so when i got the topic the life of a painting it's way way it's like this angapi it's me like some hours ago that's when i actually understood what topic i was going to talk about life of a painting to me and if you ask me I've, i've said that so many times okay so the painting to me symbolizes vision so the life of a painting it's like it's like the process of my vision not the not how i come up with my vision not really but how i the the life of a vision you know from start to finish like if i was to record myself if if my life was recorded from the beginning if somebody just had a camera and recorded my life then what exactly would they record that process is what i'm talking about because i'm sure there was a time when i had like too many visions you know those visions like you want that by visions i also mean goals like the life goals where like you want to finish school and then you finish school you want to finish uni and then by school i meant primary school <laughs> and then you want to finish uni so you work you know you you like know what to do what to do what to do I think I think also the reason why to me this topic is a bit it's a bit um English is not my first language. Actually no, I was taught English in primary school and nursery school so it is actually my first language. One of my first languages. But anyway, to cut this out I get scared when I when I when I have to explain my vision to anyone because I don't think I have to explain it to myself because the little or the much that I know like that's it and sometimes I I don't know every not sometimes even to, to date like right now i don't know everything i just know parts of the end goal and 
I know some of the steps that I need to take, but the process is not clear at all, at all. And to be honest, I am grateful that the vision is like it revolves around my gifts, you know, things I'm good at or I try to be good at anyway. But things I, I feel that I, I love doing and I am good at doing. So that's, that's maybe, <laughs> is, it, is it a positive? <laughs> so I dread, I dread talking about this topic. <laughs> because, to be honest, I'm afraid that either I'll be misunderstood or nobody will understand. I think those are two different things, right? Being misunderstood and nobody understanding. Because somebody you can you can speak and then nobody will understand clearly anything and then won't get out of I don't know, those are two different things. But I fear being vulnerable with my vision. Like with anyone, to be honest. And it has stick to those people because there are I can count them with half of my hand. <laughs> there are less than five people. Let me just say that. These are less than five people that I've told my quote unquote full vision to the extent where I also know. And even to be honest, even these less than five people, that's what I'm calling them, these less than five people, don't also, I haven't also revealed to them parts, like some, some way crazy parts of the vision, because I don't think, people think I'm crazy, you know, because sometimes I also think, that's, it's too crazy, okay, okay, what am I saying? So the life of my vision, okay? So how will it come to life? I think that's the question. How will my vision come to life? Where am I right now with the vision? This episode, I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to explain details of my vision. I think I've explained why. <laughs> but I'm going to... I think I, I, I think I meant to share. I meant to share the process so just just like the life of a painting where i have to bring out my brushes and the paints that i'll be using for the vision i also there are some tools i also need to to have some necessary tools that i need to have and these tools don't really have to be physical they don't have to be physical tools. Most of them, to be honest, they're mental. By mental, do I mean, I mean, by mental, I mean, yeah, they're mental. These are mental tools that I am required to have to, to, um, for my vision. Also, For my vision, 
there have been different locations and different areas yeah areas spaces and also by areas i don't mean like physical <laughs> this episode will not make sense it won't make sense i understand i know what i'm saying in my head but it's not coming out right but you know what mm. it's fine <laughs> by area by area i don't mean it, it doesn't necessarily mean like a physical place so there are areas of my life where i've had to to make changes to yeah so there are physical locations and there are also areas of my life where i've had to make changes to regarding my vision <sighs> and so it in life because a painting takes to me i try to paint a painting in a day I try to finish a painting in a day, but that's not life, right? If I am comparing the vision to the life of a painting, then I think that's where that's that's one of the places where to not to not separate. That's an inside joke, separate. So that's that's an ini. Um, it's a fact when it comes to life. And so with this reality where life doesn't just happen in a day then that means I have these these times where I experience this blank canvas syndrome pages spaces times <laughs> let me say that right I have this time I have these these um these seasons where I experience like the black canvas syndrome you know the blank page situation that i usually have while painting where I, like i get i get like terrified to start a painting now times a million now that's that's how i feel when it comes to to my vision because if well to me god gave gave gives me the vision right otherwise if it was it was just me deciding what to do next with my life i'd be it will be a whole different thing to be honest i was just thinking about this yesterday with my sister <laughs> i would be a totally different person doing completely different things but to be, i think now that's why i i feel like this is not from me and i'm graced to to continue doing this because even though it, it's like the vision more so involves things that i love doing than things that i am good at it also comes with like the choices and the decisions that i have to make my god the decisions that i have to make while i have while i have this blank canvas syndrome mm. ah, they're not easy they are not easy and i mean that in the slight in the lightest way i mean 
it's life right and to i'm sure every person has they have their own black syndrome black canvas syndrome period where they don't know whether to take the step whether to go back or to take steps forward or to turn or to sit down whether to to say no or to say yes and they're just blank it's like i don't know what to do that moment like i don't know what to do life is still happening but i'm stuck you know so i have those <laughs> i have those periods this 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 um i have i experience that more than once of course it's more than once i experienced that a lot and so my life so far when it comes to my life of this vision the life of the vision has not been easy yeah okay so when it comes to the locations finding a place where the vision will 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 like come to life because sometimes i i say sometimes a lot but to be honest it's most of the time i should say most of the times because most of the time i don't know what i'm needed to do my line of work that i the line that let's just say i've chosen to do my line of work doesn't necessarily have stability it it doesn't have stability i don't think life no there are parts of life where people have stability let's say for jobs in terms of jobs right there are jobs that give people stability they know that they will work maybe their contracts are maybe 2 years or 10 years or let's say they are working until they get fired like they know that they have the job right and they are getting paid weekly monthly whichever whichever need they are getting paid so i think that's as as that's 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 stability in a way right but when it comes to when it comes to my type of work where i might find a client who maybe is a recurring client right but most of them don't last as long <laughs> like as a year not unless it's a contract but i haven't i don't i haven't yet had a contract that has lasted that long so my point is it's hard to find stability in the type of work that i do you know when it comes to the the actual job but there's also stability when it comes to like peace of mind i feel like i'm stable when it comes to that area of my life peace of mind i am at peace with the choices that i have made to be honest 
as of now i am at peace and i feel like that is that is the stability that i'm holding on to that is one of the the, the stable things that i hold on to my peace of mind because when it comes to this life that i've chosen to live where i follow the vision that is not clear most of the time i have to make decisions that that either pull me back you know or take me completely out of the path that i'm supposed to be on or make decisions that are meant to progress me does that make sense towards my vision towards like the final the final picture of this vision whatever that's supposed to be to be honest god only knows so one of the stable things i hold on to is peace of mind because if the decision i have made will not give me peace of mind then that's one of the things that guides me then that is not a that's not the right decision i make sure i make decisions that i can live with decisions that i'll that if if say my parents ask me the same the same answer i'll give them is the same answer i'll give say to my best friend it's the same answer i'll give say to a stranger that i've met and maybe we have vibed or something the same answer like um, i i need to be comfortable with the answer that i i i choose to give with the decision that i've made and sometimes i'm not sometimes this word most of the time i think <laughs> there's nothing like sometimes when it comes to my world my my life here the word is most of the times because it's either there's no there's like there's no midpoint <laughs> the middle for me is both extremes i'm either scared or i'm either peaceful i don't think i'm there in the middle that's the middle for me my middle my middle is like extremes so most of the time when i make these decisions i am scared as hell because these decisions also affect my relationships and to be honest who's a human being without a relationship and by that i mean like but not not like a romantic relationship but a relationship with friends with family with people who with good neighbors like you know you understand so if my decision that i'm meant to be peaceful with <laughs> will eventually affect a relationship that i treasure oh my god <sighs> it's hard these things are t- these decisions are terrifying but they're decisions that are necessary they are necessary you see I always say like I take a step at a time when it comes to my work. And I think that's why. It's because one, the vision is not necessarily clear. The vision is not clear like I don't have a straight path that I can say, okay, you see with the life of, with this painting, I'll take the brush 
and then with a brush I'll dip the brush in the in the paints and then I'll dip also the brush in the water to clean the blood the brush the <laughs> to clean the brush and then I'll paint the eye first and then I work down with the painting paint the neck and then with the with the neck I know I usually experience this issue at this point in time so how I'm going to work through that I'm going to use this there's a process that I have been used to with a painting and I can't apply that same process with life. There are similarities, of course. The steps. I think that that's what's similar. That's what's like that's what I can link with when it comes to the life of a painting and the life of a vision. The process of a vision, the life of a I don't know if that makes sense, but the steps. Every, every painting has a step, whether I change these steps, but there is a process that I follow and I know that eventually if I follow this process, I'll have an end, a final piece, a complete painting. Now with life, yes, there are moments where I have that, 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 um, that complete complete the complete what like the things that i do and i feel like oof you know that 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 period has ended For i think what has come to mind is like school right in life i can't say like i'll go back to primary school i'm sure people can right i don't know no is it legal i don't know but my point is if i'm done with primary school i'm done with primary school and I can clearly say that I'm done. It's life, sure. But I can confidently say that I'm done with primary school. I can confidently say I'm done with high school. I'm done with uni, you know. There are areas in my life that I can confidently say that I'm done with. But when it comes to now, the vision. Because the vision didn't come to me in primary school. <laughs> this vision that I'm following. I was living a quote-unquote normal life in primary school you know the life where i know next next year i'm going to class six the next year i'm going to class seven like i knew i had a path i had a clear path to follow i think that's what i'm calling normal but i don't i don't think a normal life has clear paths but that's what i'm referring to as normal so with my vision when it comes to this vision the blank the blank canvas the blank canvas syndrome one is an issue that i have to face so many times in the process it's it's a process that keeps on repeating it's a step it's not a step i choose to walk into but it's part of that that decision if i make step 5 then i i don't know whether I'll find the, well, I'll experience the black, the blank canvas syndrome in that step, but it's a possibility. And it's also a possibility that when I'm done with step five, the same way if I'm done with class five and I'm going to class six, you know, when I, when I go an extra level in class and I go to class six, there are, even though there are some, some, some topics that I'll need to carry forward from class five. But there will be 
it won't really affect much of my class six. Will it though? I think it will. No. Mm, no. I think like I said, there are topics in class five that I need to carry forward for me to understand, to go to the next level in class six. But also class six comes with comes with its own topics, new topics, right? But there are things that I've left in class one that I'm not going to go back to because as I go up a level, I advance. So in class, even though in class one, I was learning one plus one, which does this all make sense? Let me, let me continue just so that I see how I like make this all make sense. Even though, even though in class one, I was adding one plus one in class five in as much as yes, I am adding one plus one. But it's not just that equation that I'm adding. I'm adding 1,258 plus 200 and 500. You know, it's like an advanced level of the one plus ones. So I learned the basics in class one. And I'm using those basics to work on this advanced equation in class five. Right? So with my life, even though I've moved from step five, and maybe I've primed the canvas and I've started with the, I've primed the canvas, I've started with the sketches. Then if I move to step six, yes, I will use the basics of, of the step five, meaning I will work with the, can, with the outlines that I've put down, right? With the sketches I've put down, those will be my basics. Those will be the base, the foundation of the painting. But... I'll not continue with the sketches. I'm done with the sketches. Now this is an advanced level where I have to use the, ske the sketches for my advantage. I have to use the sketches to guide the painting process. I think that makes sense. So even with the blank canvas syndrome, in as much as in step five, I experienced it in step six it will be like an advanced version of the blank canvas syndrome because I might use the, the same steps that I use to come up with a decision to come up with a solution for the black blank canvas syndrome in step five <laughs> but those same choices might and might not work in step six meaning i might have to use some advanced some advanced methods in step six to get through the blank canvas syndrome oh my god i've talked about this for so long i don't know if that made sense ah, life my gosh i think what gets me through is if like one day looking back and I have achieved something that I can confidently say that I am I'm at peace of mind with. If like, let's say I die today. No, no. At that time, let's say like it's give myself, I give myself, let's say 50 years from now. And let's say my life is coming to an end. If I look back at the steps that I've taken 
and I'm and let's say at that age I've I've still stuck with my vision. And let's say God Amesema like, you know what? It's your purpose on this earth is done. You have done your part. Whether good or bad, I don't know. But say you've done your part and it's time for you to leave this earth. If I look back and I and I realize that like my life is almost done, my time is almost done, will I regret the steps that I took? Will I? Will I regret the decision that I made to follow this vision? what haunts me to be honest it doesn't haunt me death does not death does not haunt me but regret does and also it's not regret it's not failing in as much as it's failing myself but because the vision is is not is not at all about me but about what i have to give to others you know to this world then i am afraid of failing the one who gave me the vision the one who trusted me enough to value to value me enough to think that i was able to do all that okay this is why i don't talk about this topic because i understand it i get it in my head but even saying it out loud I don't think it makes sense. But I would I re, I would something that also that's something that drives me is re, is regret. Being at that point whether I'll die young or old but I'm praying to die very old to be honest. In Jesus name I pray amen. So say I die of old age or something happens whatever but my time is up. Will I be at peace with the decisions that I made to follow this blindly? I'm following blindly. I think that needs to be clear. (laughs) Uh, Let me pick this up. So I'm following this thing blindly. And it's because there are so many black, blank, blank canvases in front of me. And I have to paint over and over and over and over different paintings, different paintings, different paintings. And I have to, so meaning I have to face this blank canvas so many times. With a painting, it's in as much as I say I'm terrified of the blank canvas, the word terrified there, I'm using it quite lightly. You know, it's just a step that I have. It's a hurdle I have to jump. But it's a hurdle. But when it comes to life, this hurdle, it's like an entire tower that I have to climb. Without an elevator or, you you understand, like it's, it's, it's massive. It's a hundred times 
bigger than just the issue I have, the blank canvas syndrome of the painting. So the vision and the steps of this vision, sometimes, because sometimes I feel like I'm being told to, to go back to a point in my life where I was. It's like I'm taking steps back. And I have to decide. I have to make a decision to obey being told to make a choice that feels like I'm taking a step back. I'm sure God knows why that needs to happen. But being at that position where to me, I'm taking a step back and I need to be at peace with this decision. If anybody asks me, why, why are you choosing to take a step back? Clearly, this is not working out. Why? It looks like you're regressing. I need to be, to have the peace of mind with the decisions that I'm making enough. I need to be confident in God enough, not even in myself. I need to be confident and to trust God enough to look people in the eye and say that I don't know why, but I need to do this. Or even sometimes, because most of the times, to be honest, I don't explain myself because it's hard to explain something you're not, if that's not clear to you. Okay. So this life of a vision is not a straight path. It's not. But I have to start somewhere. And so every step that I feel like is is lead for me to step on. Every step that is clear. You know, when when I feel like God has revealed to me something that makes it a bit more clear. That, that something that makes the decision a bit more clear, something that makes the that makes makes the um, the process a bit more clearer, then I need to start there. And that's how I have chosen to live this weird thing called life. Just make this many. I have to make quite a number of starts <laughs> I'm constantly starting right and to be honest when I look back if you ask me you see to somebody else it might look like I'm regressing somebody else it might look like I'm stuck and also sometimes to me it feels like I'm regressing and sometimes it feels like I'm stuck but there are some I think this is where the word sometimes comes in Sometimes there are some times where I look back at a decision I made months ago or years ago and I feel like, wow, if it wasn't for that decision, 
where I felt like I was regressing, if it wasn't for that decision, I wouldn't have this right now. Maybe it's a good opportunity or maybe it's something. It's something positive. If it wasn't for that decision, this would not have happened. If it wasn't for that decision that I made blindly, because it's, it's taking the step of faith with faith in faith, whatever <laughs> you're taking a step in faith. And to be honest, faith is what is it? What is it? faith is believing in something that you cannot see faith, choosing to believe in something that you cannot see. I don't know. It's walking in faith. And to me, faith, there's just, there's the faith in something that you know that, yeah, it will rain. I have faith that it will rain in the month of, say, June. I have faith that it will rain in the month of June. Maybe because there are seasons and you're used to these seasons coming at uh, at their appointed time, like at their regular time. I don't know if that makes sense, but such faith is not really faith because but most of the times we use we we use such scenarios and call them faith like yeah yeah i know i'll be uh, i have faith i have faith that i'll be fine in two years because probably you 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 know that you're not going to get fired in two years you might there's a possibility of course with life but you know like hmm yeah, I have faith that I'll, I'll be good in two years. But so your faith is in the security of your work, right? But when you have, when, you, when you're in a position, when I am in a position where I have to have blind faith, the blind faith in that I'm literally making a decision knowing that I know nothing about the outcome. I have nothing, I have nothing to compare it to, nothing. I have no, I have never been in such a situation. Comple I mean, completely new territory, in a completely new territory, which means every decision I make, it's, it's just faith. I'm, I'm walking in faith, hoping that I'm making the right decision, hoping that things work out. Even though I feel like I'm meant to be in a certain place. Sometimes feelings can be quite deceiving. <laughs> sometimes feeling, feelings are deceiving. And as a human being, I might feel like, like I've, oh, I think God is telling me, I think God is telling me to do this. But sometimes I'm just guided by my own interest uh, so you constantly have i constantly have to ask god if if i'm making the right decision and i think i think it might be obvious to somebody when i say like i constantly have to ask god if i'm making the right decision but to me these decisions they're not necessarily life or death decisions but to be honest, the decisions that will guide how my life will turn out. And I know it's usual, it's normal for everyone, of course. But in my position when, because 
it's me who's experiencing this life in my own way i have my own experiences so in my life how i am experiencing these decisions they feel like they feel like it's it's they're, they're either going to make me or break me and that's a really tough place to be honest to be in constantly and that also doesn't mean <laughs> that also doesn't mean I'm not at peace. I think it's it's weird because my my peace comes also is tied to the security that I have in God. Like my peace is tied to God. Since I'm also since obviously not, it's not obvious. It might not seem obvious even to me sometimes, but when I make decisions, when I make these decisions, I try, I try, honestly, I, I try to do what God is telling me to do. And sometimes it's not clear because it's not like I'm hearing a voice. I hope I was hearing a voice. It's not like I'm hearing a clear voice tell me, June, do this and this. And after this, wait at this point so that you do this and this. Wait two years in this position, then work here and do this job and then find this. Sometimes, most of the time, I should call this episode most of the time. Most of the times, it's not clear. I just... I, it's not even hard to explain how it's hard to explain but when I feel like I am guided when I when I feel guided to make a decision that's the peace that I hold on to knowing that this decision somehow will tie to my vision knowing that this decision Knowing that this 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 decision <laughs> in a, in a, this decision, knowing that this decision decision ties to my vision, one way or another, and knowing that being confident in that when God tells me to pray to Him for guidance, and that He will guide me, Nini, um, leaning on His word when He says. That his words will never come back to him empty. So when he tells me something, I need to believe that his words will be fulfilled. When he tells me, June, you should have faith in me. And I have, I know I want the best for you. I, I have been to your future and I know where you need to be. I know the steps you need to take. So you need to constantly trust me. You need to constantly make the decision because these decisions are not like a daily decision. They are um, every moment. I need to cons consciously choose to trust God. It's not always easy because I'm not living this life alone. Yes, I'm living my life, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not alone. I thank God that I have a family, a very, very supportive, caring, with. I thank God for my family, to be honest. I'm so blessed to have my family. 
but at the same time when that family honestly wants the best for you and the fact that you're walking blindly I think I, I don't want to speak for anyone but I think to them sometimes it feels like I am walking blindly you know and to me sometimes it also feels like I agree with them sometimes <laughs> but I have the over I know the vision you know it, it's like I said there are very few people very few people I can count with half of my hand <laughs> what is half of my 2.5 fingers I can count with 2.5 fingers how many people I have told my vision to and because this vision also I'm sure where I told them there are th new things that are that have been added to my vision that they don't know about that their decision there are changes that I have made to to these step-by-step um, -step choices that I had set at a time at a period that they don't know about so in as much as they know parts of the vision even those who know this it's hard I understand why it's hard for them to to trust my process and it's to trust the process that i am on because i don't think it's my process it is what um whatever like i understand why it's hard for someone to understand i understand why it's hard for them to be at peace because I'm sure as a parent you just don't want your child to be to not to not um, have security you understand like I, I am sure I'm saying I'm sure like I'm a parent I'm not a parent but as a human being I understand why why it's scary to see somebody you care about not be quote-unquote stable let me, let me even remove the quotes not be stable in the sense of being able to provide for themselves everything it's hard and if and if if these people are your responsibility this person is quote-unquote your responsibility your child or you know your child i don't know i'm not a parent but i might understand how somebody might feel responsible to this person wow i'm being so vague <laughs> oh but my point is even the decisions i make I know very well they are going to affect others. I know very well. But like I said in the previous episode, leaving the audience of one, it's not an easy decision to make. 
I don't think any decision I've made is an easy, is an easy decision. No, okay, I'm not sure about the basic decisions. Like, oh, I want to paint today. Let me paint. But these major decisions, these life-changing decisions. Because I'm at a point right now when that the next decision I'll make is a life-changing decision. <laughs> oh my God. Ah, this is why talking about this topic is hard because it's it would be easy if I had a step-by-step-by-step process to share. It would be very easy. But now a huge chunk of my life. Is it really a huge chunk? It's just my life now. Because I'm no longer in anywhere. I'm not in a position where I have structure. You know? The structure that I have. It, I, I think I was explaining to my sister yesterday. Wow. Wait. Yes. We were talking about it. Okay. So I was explaining to my small sister yesterday. And I was telling her like. This when. This blank canvas syndrome. These blank canvas stages, they are so often such that I feel like sometimes I don't have a firm, firm place to stand on. It's like I feel like I'm either floating. And I use the word like, uh, this place in Get Out, the movie Get Out, uh, sunken place. <laughs> I feel sometimes like I'm in the sunken place. Of course, she was like, I June. Don't say that. But I don't mean like I'm in a dark pit or I don't, it's not that negative. It's not like that dark. But by th- when I say like I feel like in, I'm in the sunken place, I mean like I feel like I have nothing to hold on to. I'm just falling. It's like I'm, there's no end to this fall. But at the same time, I'm f- I feel like I'm floating, but I'm falling at the same time. It's like that leaf just glides in. It falls. It's it it um leaves the branch and it just glides slowly and slowly, being blown by the wind. It has not yet reached down. It's just gliding slowly in the air. And then finally it reaches down. Now I am at that point in that leaf process where I'm just being blown by the wind. Side up, down, taking swirls, just there. And that's how it feels most of the time. Because it's weird because yes, that's how I feel. Okay, I need I think I need to speak to her. <laughs> That's how I feel, but also at the same time, when I say like I am at peace, I also feel at peace knowing that I'm being guided, you know? It's scary to be, to not have uh, things to hold on to, but the peace that I'm talking about is even as I feel like I'm falling, even as I feel like I'm floating, as I feel like I'm drifting, those mom, those blank 
canvas syndrome moments where it's just, I feel stuck. Even in those times, I've come to depend on God. And by this, I mean like I've come to to trust that he knows, he already knows where I am. If I'm in the sea floating and drifting, he knows that. And he has sent help. You know? Like help is coming. I know that I'll get out of this. And to be honest, just like um, as I compare it with the life of a painting, you see the music that I'm constantly listening to? Hmm, I've never made this this relation. I've never related these two together, but let's see if that makes sense. I don't know. Let's see. The music that I listen to from the beginning, I have this music playing in my head. The music that only I can hear because I don't play, play it out loud. So the music that only I can hear, to me, those are God's words playing when it comes to the life of my vision. I constantly need God, God's words playing in my head. So that when it comes to these ugly stages of a painting, when it comes to these ugly stages of life, I need to pause. Then I don't feel alone. Even though the situation seems like dire, it seems it seems hopeless. Even though there's like I I I cannot see. I cannot see the next step. Wow, wow, this is getting to. So even when I'm in that position, the music is still playing. It makes sense in my head. Even as I am floating, even as I'm in that sunken place, just falling floating stroke falling whatever he was doing i feel like that it's like you have nothing to hold on to you're stuck you're helpless but then i i I used even in that position god's words are still playing in my head and to be honest Hmm, this is too personal. It's the Holy Spirit. Right? God, the Holy Spirit. God. The Holy Spirit is God. So the Holy Spirit is in my head constantly. He's in my head constantly. And I need him there, to be honest. I need him there. I need him to be in my head constantly. I need him to guide me. Because I I think I get it when people say like they can't do it alone. You know? 
I can't do it alone. I need the help. It's not hard to say. I need the help. Because even as a human being, like I, I think I talked about in the, the last episode, the audience of one, I mentioned how as a character in this play called Life, and there are other characters, I can't just trust another character with my life. I can't depend on a character for my purpose. I can't put all my expectations to a character who's also living in the same situation that I'm living. He's in the same pages, the same corners of this script, of this script, of this play. He's confined in the same space I'm confined in, in you know? So the only... The only person I have to rely on for me to play my part as a character, for me to know to know my purpose as a character. For me, if let's say if I'm yes, I'm in the script as a character, but putting myself as an actor of these this play, playing this character. <laughs> I've gone back to the point where I'm just mumbling. <sighs> As a character in a book or in a script of this play called life right i have a part to play in that book now if this script is being used right in the play okay it is being used in the play now i am now putting myself in the shoes of the actor who's playing that character i'm playing the character then it's my job as an actor to know the reason why this character exists to know the part I need to play, to know how to play the character. That means I need to understand the why of the character. I need to understand why does this character exist? What does this character like? What is the purpose, the vision for this character? And for that, I need to ask the person who wrote the character. I need to ask the author of the character, the script writer. I need to talk to the script writer and ask them, what are you expecting from me? As I play this character, what am I supposed to deliver when it comes to this character? Now, as me, June Nanini Shabambua, I need to understand what part I need to play in this script. And for that, I don't, I shouldn't be asking another character. I shouldn't be asking another actor. I should ask the screenwriter. I should ask the author of the book. I should ask the person who created me. That's why I constantly need the Holy Spirit in my head. He needs to guide me because he knows where he's leading me. He knows where he's leading me. So to be honest, this life of a vision is not over. My life, I'm still living. That means I'm still playing my part. So I don't think this episode has an end. <laughs> There's no end to this episode. Oh. So I'm still playing my part. I'm still taking the steps. These endless steps. 
because for the painting I can have five steps. My process of painting can be t can take five steps or ten, because different artists have different ways to approach their painting process. You see, the processes are diverse because the artists are different. Wow! Yes. <gasps> oh. Okay, so the approaches, the processes of painting, they are diverse because the, uh, the, the, the artists, the painters, the artists are also diverse. They are also different. So it's very, very unfair to expect of one artist the same thing you're expecting of another artist. Their process is different. Because even the painting will turn out differently. So for me to expect something of another person is wrong. Because my expectation is mostly tied to what I want to happen for. What experience I want to experience. If I want to experience peace of mind. And say, my sister is making noise. So my expectation is that she needs to keep quiet or do whatever she's doing in quietly so that I can feel the peace. I think that's quite selfish, but anyway, those are expectations, right? We're expecting things of others because those, those things that we're expecting of them will affect us one way or another right so just as a play has different actors just as a script has different characters just as in life there are different artists the same thing applies with vision and with life the life of a vision my vi I don't expect, I don't even expect people to understand my vision. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I don't even, ex I have no expectations. I think that's why I don't, that's why I stopped sharing the entire vision. I mean, some parts I will, oh, this is very hard to explain, but that's, that sort of explains why. It's not important for me to tell somebody what my vision is. Not unless it's work that I'm doing and I need to explain to that person where the vision of the of the, the project is going. Such a thing, fine. But in, when it comes to my personal vision, the little that I know, because I, I feel like it's quite little, the little that I know right now, I don't see the need of sharing it. If I'm meant to share it, I am sure God will say something. I'm sure he has reached out so many times, one way or another. So I am sure he will tell me what to say, what not to say, when to say, you know. He'll guide me. So that's cool. But right now, right now, as I say this right now, I don't see the need of sharing my entire vision because as a human being, even though I say I have no expectations, <laughs> this is confusing. As a human being, even though I say I have no expectations, I'll be lying if I say that, if I say that, that, that that's the reality 100%.
no, I choose to not have expectations. I think that's the right thing to say. I have, as a human being, of course, I will have expectations as a default. That's the default mode. I have expectations. But since I'm choosing to not, I'm choosing to leave that aside. Like, I don't want to just place my expectations on people. It's a practice. It's something I'm practicing. So it's not that I'm, I'm at here. I've reached it. Like Nimefika. So I'm choosing to not have expectations. And I'm choosing to not place expectations on others. I understand that people have expectations over me. Of me. On me. I don't know. And I'm, I don't blame them. I don't. I don't blame them. I do think it's part of life, right? Um, I, I haven't read intensely. I'm, I'm not done masters in this subject to understand all these things. <sighs> so, I am in no position to, to, to give a straightforward answer of how this life works. But to be honest, the only position that I can share, the only thing I can share is my experience because I have lived it and I'm living it. That's the only thing I can share. And so with life and with this vision, the decisions that I'm making, it's all part of the process. It's all, all this is part of this vision process. The life of a vision it has so many processes. <laughs> it has so much. In it so. And the steps are never ending. Not unless I get to that mark where it's time to go. And I feel like it's time to go. Then the minute I, I say like peace out to this world then. That will be the end of the vision right i think so so wherever i'll go if i go to heaven hopefully i go to heaven so wherever i'll be god knows but he hasn't he has told me to not worry about that right now you know because my purpose is on ozone is on earth billy and mandy <laughs> earth my purpose is here on earth And so, and since God, if since, since the Holy Spirit is here on earth, then I'm sure there's a reason why he's here, right? And he, the Bible says he's here to guide me, to teach me, do whatever, whatever. So, let's chill. As I feel like I'm falling, he's there with me. The music is still playing. Even in those ugly stages of a painting. Even in the processes where I have to be restored, like a painting. Because so, sometimes I give, oh my gosh, the many times I've given up on. Hmm, sometimes I give up, I give up on, on a process. Say, for example, on, hmm, like for example, say this, this podcast, right? It has taken me so much. It has taken so much in me. And what's that? Sorry, I need to say that. 
Oh, it has taken it has taken a lot. I don't know how to say this. The many times I felt like quitting. Oh my god. The many times I felt like just saying like I'm done. I've done something. I think that's enough god so peace out you know like let me do the next thing let me focus on the writing let me focus on the painting like the number of times i have i have felt like quitting mm. but even at that, those moments then god has to restore that vision again he has to as the painting those people He's not going to filter me. <laughs> All those people who are filled, like who are creating filters on these people, like who are changing the appearance of the painting, the original painting. But I think what God does, He He digs, He digs off these layers of pain or these layers of 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 this um, fear. The same way these people are digging off the layers of 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 dust from these paintings and they're cleaning and 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 um, scraping the layers of the other old old paintings that were used to restore the painting god is doing the same he's digging the layers off of this fear that i i const it's like it's chasing me he's just digging the layers To find the original painting. Because he knows the painting that he made. He knows the creation he made. He knows how it looks like. So he's not going to do up. He's not going to mess up. As human beings we mess up. As we restore paintings. There's not even a single painting. I, I don't, I, this, is not a, <laughs> this is not a fact. But if you ask me. There isn't. I, I don't think there's even a single painting that has been restored to its its 100% its actual state okay they messed up one way or another i'm 100% sure of that if you are that's just a, a june fact but god does not do mess ups that's why as i sit on this chair painting for hours i need that music in my in my head if it asks if it acts as a calming thingy i don't know to be honest i it just i just need it i just find that i enjoy having the music there to be honest right now i'm, I'm speaking like facts i don't know if it calms me because sometimes the music i listen to it's not really the quote-unquote calming type of music it's loud it's loud and by loud, it's not like the volume. It's loud. I rarely listen to soothing music. Rarely. I don't even think I have soothing music. Rarely. So I don't think it's just... it's too, Or maybe the loud thing calms me. I don't know. But my point is, the same way I feel like I need this music to paint. Because I'm sure I can paint without the music, right? I'm sure. Because even my first, my original paintings, I was painting without music, listening to music. So I'm sure that's, I can do that. But one thing I cannot do when it comes to my vision is paint this painting. 
without the music. I cannot live without God. I cannot, I cannot survive this life without God. I can't. That's a fact. I think that's a fact. I can just call that a fact. That's a fact. I cannot survive it without God. Because the many times he consoles me, the many times he has these pep talks with me when I feel like I need to quit, I need to give up, when I feel like I've done, quote-unquote, done enough. It's like I, I know. But anyway, those moments when I'm floating, when I'm in deep dark holes, when I'm being, when I'm drifting in just deep waters, endless waters, those heavy moments, I cannot survive those moments without God. <sighs> you know what? I think that's it for today. So just as in the life of a painting, the details, I tend to do the details like they are like the last piece to the puzzle. It's like that cherry on top. That's when I add the details to my painting. So the same with life. These details, I don't need to worry about the details right now. Because this puzzle... Even though I'm in the, let's say the puzzle is of a farm, a, ha a, f a, a house, kwashags, right? In the farm. And then it's of this single house, there's a cow. <laughs> and then half, half of the, let's say three quarter of the, of the puzzle is the sky. Just blue sky, white clouds. And let's say that's the part where I am right now. I'm just, I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over again. Or I'm regressing and I'm not progressing. It's like I'm just finding, the only puzzle pieces I'm finding that fit right now are the cloud pieces, the blue pieces, the sky pieces. And I can't seem to find the house. I can't seem to find the cow. I just can't seem to find the ground. I'm just in the sky and it feels like I'm working on the sky and I can't seem to find the puzzle piece to the house or the ground I need to remind myself that the final piece of the painting will be complete the final piece of the puzzle will eventually be complete the final piece of this vision one day Will it, will it will come to me and I will look back at the finished piece and I was just like God said it's good I hope I hope I just pray I get to a point where I'll also say like it's good my life is so good you know I don't want to regret what I have done the choices I've made so the details will come later. <clears throat> it's much, much easier for me to tell myself that right now. But to be honest, if I don't tell that, if I don't tell myself that right now, I will not be in a position to tell myself that when I am in another state of mind. <laughs> when 
I'm in that when I'm, when I'm when I'm experiencing that blank canvas syndrome, I will not be in the right state of mind to console myself. So these words need to be said right now. I need to tell myself these words right now. Don't worry about the details because these details will come later and they will be the final piece to the puzzle. Right now, as I'm working on the clouds, as I'm working on the grass that seems to not end, I need to know that I'm still working on something. It's still a puzzle piece that I've fixed and it has just clicked in. It may sink in. It's like perfect, right? It's another piece. So I just need to take this piece by piece by piece, step by step by step. So all I have to do now is keep trying. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll be joining me every Tuesday for new episodes of the Trying Podcast. Stay safe, guys. Bye.